Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. All right. Well, welcome back to Wild Black. Glad you're with us. This is your first time or you didn't came back for some more. We definitely appreciate you you coming and joining us with this with this journey. Before we get kicked off, before we get started, uh, remember to follow us on all your social media outlets, IG, Facebook, Twitter. And you can email us, too, uh, at wildblackpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear your feedback. Uh, feedback helps us determine what content is the right content for our listeners. So um, keep the comments, keep the emails, keep the feedback coming, uh, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. Keep uh, the hate coming, too. That fuels us. Keep that hate coming. <laughs> yeah, the that. hate does something, too. So check it out. Before we before we jump into the topic today, I want you to do something for us. Um, start what you're doing. Share this podcast with five folks in your contact list, whoever those special five folks are, I think you'll 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 get the blessing with some good information, some good knowledge. Um, but we'll we'll pause for the calls for you to hit five people up: email, DM, text message, smoke signal. However you get down, go ahead and, and shoot that out to them. And do it now. Don't play around because you know you're not coming back to do it later. Do it now. All right. So check this out. In today's topic, so of course I'm Art. Got what up, man, is Vince? Vince back in the building too. This topic, we're going to talk about barbershops in the black community. Uh, some of the most lively conversations happen in barbershops across the U.S., the South, North, East, West, always has been a spot where we all came together. Um, and I think it always will be. This black barbershop is the spot where black men come together to socialize, talk about various topics, interesting topics. This goes from sports to music to women, health. Uh, almost anything you can think about is getting talked about in the barbershop. In a real free open zone. We had an episode. Kanye. Oh man. Yeah, that's 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 a horrible. <laughs> he didn't fell off so hard. I know we're gonna get into him today a little bit. We might have to. Um, that brother there. Right, 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 right. So in this space, what we say uh is you can let your inner nigga out in the barbershop. You can talk like you need to talk. You can you can get perspective from other people that look like you, um, and even think like you. And then there's some diversity there too. So you can get some some perspectives that's a little bit different. So today, we're going to explore the barbershop and we'll take a glimpse into the black community with a real cool guest. Uh, allow me to pass it to Vince to introduce our featured speaker today. Good. What's good, Wild Black? Today, we got a master barber in the building with us today. We got the brother Zoe. Zoe and his family have been in the barber and beauty industry for 90 years. And 90 years in itself in this country in 2018 tells you just how long they've been doing what they do. Uh, Zoe himself has been a barber for, what, 30 years, I believe? 31 yep, years. Yep, 31 years. He's done it in multiple states. And uh, the brother knows what he's doing. I mean, he cuts Art's hair, and Art, every looking kind of fresh most of the time, you know? Give I it try, to him. man. I try to my <laughs> swag, right? I'm the best. Look crispy. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but you already heard his voice. You already heard the confidence. And you know when a barber's confident, that line be crispy. So cocky. <laughs> <laughs> So let me pass it over to Zoe to tell you a little bit more about himself. Zoe, the floor is yours, brother. Welcome to Wild Black. Hey, 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 everybody. How you doing? My name is Zoe. You can follow me at Zoe Cuts on Instagram and Diamond Zoe on Facebook. But 
to get cut through the chase, barbershop is where it's at. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody is trying to come up with some kind of uh, reality show dealing with barbershops now. So, you know, uh, if, if you don't know, this is the last foundation and infrastructure that we got that's ours still, you know, solely owned by us. And this is the only place that we can come together as brothers and sisters of all races and all nationalities and all different kinds of works. And and this is the only place we can all come together and talk about anything. This is the last place that you can come and we can all come together without killing each other. I think it used to be churches that. and barbershops, but churches now are too political to truly be who you are all the time. So I'm with you. Barbershop yeah. is where you can be you for no code switching. Right. Because you know, in church, can be out, in church you can't come in church and cuss. Right. You can't well, you come shouldn't. in church <laughs> and take your tie. You, right. You shouldn't. And, and you can't come in church and take your tie off. You know, and relax and sit down and really just vent. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the barbershop's the only place that we can all come together and sit down and, and you know, at the end of the day, after you done worked all day, you come and get a cut and you can take your tie off and you can express and vent how you feel for that day. Yeah. Well, look, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to get into our wild black shit, warm up, let you know Zoe a little bit. So, Zoe, we got a couple questions for you. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Now... <laughs> They tough. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, some of these you get you get too wrong, hey, but you just, might have to be escorted out of here. I'm going to roll with the punches. <laughs> it's the wild <laughs> black shit. Wild yeah. black shit. <laughs> so the first question is, Hennessy or Crown? Hennessy. Why is that? Crown too sweet. Okay. Ooh, okay, that's so sweet. <laughs> okay. He, what he's telling y'all is he got hair on his chest. He don't need that sweet shit. I'm trying to I'm trying to go real with it. You mix it with anything? No. No ice? Ice. Ice? On the rocks. Man, my, my, my pop used to ice. tell me Light if you ice, mix though. any there you go. If you mix anything with crown, it better be one ice cube. Anything yeah. with Hennessy better be half exactly. ice. Exactly. Light ice. You don't want to mix it with too much. Hey, my father in law call that a whole man. Yeah, <laughs> you don't put nothing but just a little bit of ice on it. It's a whole man. That's right. That's what's up. Back when I used to drink, I was with my pops. We went to this spot in Vicksburg, Mississippi called the American Legion, the hut. Mm-hmm. Anybody from Vicksburg knows exactly what I'm talking about. We were sitting I think at the bar. Past it. <laughs> American <laughs> Legion, most of them go down. Oh, yeah, <laughs> used to go down he ordered a crown straight. I ordered a crown. I had him add some Coke. And ice. He took my drink after I got it and literally poured it out on the floor. Like, ain't no way in here. Not with him. You weren't drinking that. All right. He went hard on you. Did. He he talked about it for a minute. Yeah, that crown gets you right, though. Man. That's why I, I did. I'd rather drink Hennessy because Hennessy kind of smooth. Crown is intense. So <laughs> <laughs> I get some stories back behind that one. Yeah. Yes. All right, question number two. Black Panther or Blade? Black Panther. Why? Because Black Panther represent more of a of a of a unity, a okay. team. You know, and to me, I think that, you know, uh in order for us to be successful in this day and time, you have to run as a team. You I can't do you. it by yourself. You need a team. All right, now, if those two were to get into it, who's winning? The team. 
Because you got to think so about Black it, right? So got his folks with it. Exactly. <laughs> you got to think about it. There's a difference between a lion and a tiger. Right. Okay. The lion is the king of a jungle. Right. Because they run as a tribe. Pound for pound, a tiger will kick a lion ass. Right. But pound he, for pound. He got, he got a squad with him. But the lion got a squad. They're going right. to double team you. They're not going to fight fair. I like that. They're going to double team you. The lion, the tiger is more powerful than the lion. I got you. But they hmm. can't beat the, the lion because the lion runs as a team. That's why they're the king of the jungle. Look, I got you. Oh, look at it talking about that team right. talk. That's right. Team so talk, okay. The Black Panther run as a team. Right. It, as a team, as a whole, you know, you can't stop. You can't stop. That's a lot of power when you come as one. Okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, with, I'm on that, though. I'm with that. I ain't, I, I ain't trying to start a war or nothing, but I'm just saying, you know, it's a lot of power in, in numbers. All right. And that movie was amazing. It was, though. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. As, I turned on Blade and let my son watch it. He was like, nah, this ain't, this ain't it. Blade good, it, too, though. It's a good movie. You know? You got a real good tiger on there. <laughs> 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 right. Cool. Well, we're gonna keep it rolling, and uh, we're gonna move over to our literary piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so check it out. I got a cool, simple, to the point literary piece today. It's by Marcus Garvey. Real simple. It's just something for us to think about and reflect on. Marcus says, "A people without knowledge of their past history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots." And I think about that. I mean, I'm gonna read it one more time. A people without the knowledge of their past history origin and culture is like a tree without roots. I, I really like that piece in its simplicity because we talk about education, we talk about hey, how do we empower our people to be to be to understand where they come from and the kings and queens that they are. Um and back in in Marcus Garvey's day, he was real strong on on black empowerment. And I think one of the areas where we can become or empower each other is through our barbershops. The last little piece of that component in, the, in what, he, what he has in here is, is like a tree without roots. Without, a, a tree without roots can't stand. Like, it's not even possible. It's, it's not even a tree. You wouldn't even recognize it because it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall and it's going to die. So I think we got a lot of a connectivity between us being able to educate and empower our people through our barbershops um, with each other and helping us understand who we are from a cultural standpoint, from our origin, and just us as people. So I wanted to leave us with that. Vince, what do you think about that? Yeah, man, I, I love the quote, really. Um, when I think about when I think about that quote and I think about the barbershop in general, I think the the point I want to make is that I don't when I go to the barbershop, I don't always walk out with a lesson. Um, but what I do walk out with every time is that feeling of connectivity with people who look just like me. And in that, sometimes I do walk out and I've learned something. We've had a conversation that I think made me better. We've had a conversation about something that's happening in the world, something that happened in the past, and I, I, I learned something that I did not know before. I learned a different perspective. I learned a different way of thinking about something. Sometimes it's a success strategy that someone was talking about. Now, whether we call it a success strategy or not, you still walk out with the same benefit. So what I think it does for us is I think the barbershop acts almost as like that that safe ground to kind of reset. And I see you trying to get that candy. <laughs> <laughs> Put them out there. Right. <laughs> no, but I think it's a safe place for us to reset, 
you know, you feel good about who you are, who your people are. And that helps you go out and just kind of take on the world. Like there's literally, for me, no better. Well, there are a couple of better feelings. I won't get into that right now. There are very few better <laughs> feelings than when you walk out the barbershop and you got fresh to death. Your line is crispy as hell. And you feel like you could, you could do anything. You could take the whole world on. And yeah. I think that's important, especially in this day and age now when there's so many biases against us. There's so much pressure. The, the conversation is often one about race, and we're often losing to be able to go someplace and recharge and feel like I've, I've got what it takes to go out here and do some winning. So I love the, the quote and how it talks about our history and our origin, but I also think that the way you feel when you leave the barbershop and some of those conversations helps you to figure out what's happening next, helps you to work on your future. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and to add to that, you know, I come from a long history of the hair business, so I've been in the shops all my life, and I remember the older barbers that I worked before me. Mm-hmm. I, I watched them and studied them on a daily basis, and I remember how I would, you know, watch how they operated. You know, I kind of, they was like my mentors. Right. Everything they did, I watched them do it. I watched them, you know, uh, cut hair. I watched them open up other businesses. I, I watched them buy real estate and 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 houses and renovate them out and rent them out and stuff like that. And I tried to do the same things that they did. Right. And they passed that down to me in the barbershop. They didn't have to tell me about it because I was observing. Exactly. I would watch them. It's like mentorship by doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would yeah. watch them, and you know, I would try mentorship to mentorship by I example. Would, exactly. I each one teach one. So you know, they taught me. Everything that I know. And I, I figured it out that, you know, I'm going to try to do the same thing that they're doing. And that's what I've been doing all, all, all the, the whole time that I've been cutting hair and stuff. I've been trying to outdo them. But and I haven't made it to that point yet. Dude, <laughs> you because know them guys, I ain't going to lie, them guys were some real work ethic type guys, man. Them guys was sharp, man. They would have a clothes starched every day, right. immaculately white shirts and stuff, ties. It was a profession. Shiny shoes. They yeah. tools was perfect. They used right. to sharpen their blades and stuff. Everything was, they was professionals. And that's what I, you know, learned from them, you know, the professionalism as, as a barber. And I realized that in order for us to make it to the future, to go to the future, we got to learn our past. We got to be taught something from elders. And, right. and you have to pay homage to the people that taught you. You have to go back and teach somebody else. That's why each one is teach one is way bigger than what people think it is. Each one teach one. Grab somebody, teach them something. That's what's up. Absolutely. I was going to skip the civil role, but I feel real compelled to talk about Kanye. <laughs> like I, I, and I, it's applicable because that's, that's barbershop oh, talk. man, Kanye. So, so... We're gonna spend a little bit of time talking about Kanye. I'm so, so I've been disappointed from with Kanye from the time he met Trump all the way to when he had what, the, the blonde about. orange hair, whatever he had. Oh at the time. man, he didn't went through a hell of a transformation to become anti-black. Is kind of what I'm how I look at it. Like he he is disappointing me on all different kinds of levels. I um, should cross out the Trump on my shirt and put Kanye. Anti Kanye, Kanye as, as fuck. fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm through with Kanye. I think I'm. I've I've officially decided that 
he off my whole playlist. Like but he, even he just even old Kanye. me so much. Damn, damn, even old Kanye. Even old Kanye. I can't support nothing. I don't want him to get no bread from my pocket. That's by just a any lot. means. I think he's. I think he's really just taking a page from Trump. I think Trump had taught him how to you know grab the media yeah. and use it to his advantage. I think that's what he's really doing. He's using the media to his I, advantage. I agree. It's just damaging to the culture. It is. It like, is. extremely. Like, I can't. Just shows, it shows you how selfish he really is. Exactly. Correct. He don't care. Yeah. It's the Omarosa yeah. effect. Cor yeah, I, was, yeah. I was thinking the same, same thing. I, I, I can't stand Omarosa, and, and Kanye is right up there with him. Because this is where I was, right? Kanye has always been outspoken, right? Even going back to George Bush does not like yeah, black people. Right. But it's all it's been on the right side of history though. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We were feeling what he was saying before. He's saying the same type crazy shit he was then. It's just now we like, hold on, you You flip flop. It's right, like but you, it's the impact. It's like when I think about Kanye, I, I half of me wants to say that's just Kanye, right? But the problem with just Kanye is he's so fucking influential to so many people who maybe they don't know enough about what's happening. Maybe they're not strong enough. Maybe they don't have their own thoughts. But whatever the case is, <laughs> this brother's influencing them. So they're hearing him say shit like, "What did you abolish? No, the 13th no. Amendment. Right. Yeah. Now, granted, he yeah. came out and tried to explain what he meant. But even his explanation was, was heard around the world. Not his explanation. Yeah. In his tweet, I mean, even even when he tried to clean it up, yeah. it still didn't make sense. I was like, nah, you 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 completely. I just attention. wonder, like, where are his, where are his keepers? Like, he needs handlers, like twenty four seven. And he handlers. wants some attention. He man. needs something. He needs like a little baby he man. He wants some attention. <laughs> man, I, I'm, just man. like Trump. They I just, both I they both up. the the king of distraction. I need him, I and need that's him. all Shut he's up. doing is is really just coming with a lot of. You know, he media. He wants the media he, he to, to fuel his business. Yeah. He's, he he needs to be able to say something crazy so everybody can say, oh, what's wrong with Kanye? Good good, good publicity or bad publicity? And hell, his album <laughs> still went to number one. Exactly. Even you though see, we said we wouldn't buy it. Somebody, somebody bought it. Somebody streamed exactly. it. And the album good was garbage. Right. So I, I mean I, I'm so yo, to music, be honest it was yeah I, I, I mean it, it so this is my thing I, I'm gonna give you kudos and props for the successes that you have and if you're using tactics that are not positive or tactics that seem similar to a Trump tactic I'm 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 completely I'm I'm not just against you I'm violently against you right like I'm gonna talk bad about Kanye to my right. thing my thing is. When I first heard Kanye, man, I could hear the passion in his music. Yeah. You know, and that's what I want to hear, man. I don't want to hear all of that political stuff, man. I feel like he's just searching do music, for that voice man. Now. Just do yeah. your music. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what we want to hear, man. We don't want to hear all that other crazy, weird stuff that right. you do. I don't want to read headlines. I want to read album credits. Yeah. Right. I yeah, want to yeah. hear, hear dope beats. Right. Exactly. And cool lyrics that yeah. mean something that's connected. And, and then let exactly. me say this, right? I am not one to put us in a box. I believe that as black folks in this country, we can do any and everything. So I, I, I'm not telling Kanye to shut up and dribble. But I, what I am telling him is like, hey, this shit ain't working. You yeah. got to try something else you know, some before you fuck shit. around and lose your entire base. Yeah. My challenge with, with him is I think he actually feels like that right now. Like, I, I, I almost thought it was a facade and he's just riding the wave, the Trump wave. No, I think now after—so after the—if if, if y'all seen the joint with T.I., 
with him and T.I. Yeah, going back the, the and forth. conversation floor. joint. Oh, man, that was a dope. I was like, oh, okay. He, I like that. I said, T.I. could probably bring him back to reality or bring him back to, nigga, you still a nigga. Right. Don't, don't forget. But, man, after this thing on Saturday Night Live, man. I'm like, oh. And then the 13th Amendment abolishment, I'm like, Bruh. okay, yeah, he's, he's gone. Yeah. 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 This is this is the last thing I'll say about Kanye. Whether or not you agree with his perspectives, which let me be very clear, I don't. But what what bothers me about this is he saw the backlash the last time. He felt it. He saw the hurt feelings. Like I, I watched interviews where the interviewer literally cried to Kanye about how much what you said hurt me because of how much I looked up to you. And even with seeing the backlash, the hurt the conversation, he's not stopping. Mm. Right? Keep on it, it going. Should, something it, yeah. should click to say, hey, Kanye, before you send this tweet, get somebody to look at it. Before you <laughs> respond to this interview, check it off with somebody. Like, what's something's not happening. Yeah. Like, but his see, checks and balances it, is way he, out of whack. He's looking at the numbers. Yeah. He yeah, went yeah. number one, right? Yeah. And his tweets are being retweeted at rates that's, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, but I know it's crazy high because I saw it 22 times and I'm exactly. barely on Twitter. Yep. Exactly. Right? I saw it in Buku you, articles you, you today. Be, yep. It, it popped know. up on my CME. I meant all my news CNN, popped right? up. Potato, like, oh, potato. Yeah. Right. You see? And you we're know. right here talking about it today. <laughs> yeah, but we, we got to. We got <laughs> exactly. to. We got exactly. to make sure black people. He, yes. Some people call him a genius. Some people say he's weird, but... I actually think he's both. And I think there's that fine line that you see historically with yeah. people who have genius in them. Yeah. They also have that too far, I hate to use the word yeah. crazy element, but yeah. he, he's I, teetering. I, I love the way he's working the media. Yeah. I just want him to put some good music out. Absolutely. Either Just have either a passion for culture, what you do. Either drive the culture yeah. forward or just make dope beats. Make That's great music. Because he, he can step back. Like, yeah. you can step back off the scene. You ain't got to rap no more. You can just do beats. Fire beats. It, it move his beats. That's yeah. all he got to do. In real talk, I don't he even want him to rap anymore because he might say the wrong shit. Right. Okay. I don't Kai. trust Kanye. Man, I'm, yeah, I'm out on Kanye, yeah. too. Kanye is a civil wrong. He don't need to talk correct. no more. Correct. Correct. <laughs> exactly. In case you didn't get that, Kanye need, is a civil wrong. Kanye is an impromptu civil wrong. Right. An yeah. unplanned civil wrong. That used to be, he could have used to be the civil right. Jesus walks. Oh, that was epic. Right. Yeah. Mm, make Trump great again or make America great again with the Trump hat. Mm. Okay, I don't Civil give a wrong. fuck that you redesigned the hat. Yeah. Like, stop it. Yeah, right. Right. Does not matter. He said, yeah. I put a slope in it. Nigga. Yeah. Nigga, please. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> right. Right. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So we're going to jump into some of these questions. So we're going to talk to you about what, what life's like at, at the shop. And by the way, listeners, you, you already feeling what life is like at the shop. Right. <laughs> these right. are the conversations. At yeah. the shop. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so, so uh, you've been in the game. You've been in the barber beauty industry for a long time, man. Most, I would guarantee your experiences probably span most of our listeners' lives, or at the very least, adult lives. Why do you think the barbershop is such an important component or part of the black community? Because it's like the country club for the black community. It's, it's the last... It's it. It's all we got enough. You know, there's nowhere else you can go where you can be a Muslim, you can be a Baptist, 
You can be a Christian. You can be a Catholic. You can be a drug dealer. You can be a DEA agent. You can be a goon. You can be a teacher. You could be a construction worker. That's the only place we all can come and sit down together and talk about anything without killing each other. You can sit across from yourself or someone who is your polar opposite in the barbershop. Yeah. You check your job at the door. Right. Whatever you do at work, check it at the door. I done had all kind of people come in the shop, and they take their tie off and be like, shit, man, I had a long-ass fucking day. And I'd be <laughs> like, man, hey, man, drink your beer, man. Sit down, relax, man. And they vent, and they tell me about their problems that they had that day. That's the only place you can come as a, as a black man to come and sit down and, and be able to just be able to vent. Can't go to church like that because you can't cuss or nothing at church. Right. You can't do it at work. You tight assed all day at work. <laughs> you know. You come to the shop and get a cut. That's the only place you can breathe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. People say buttoned up. Shit, it's really tight ass at work. That's yeah. the dude. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. You, yeah. You got to talk right. You know, you can't do nothing wrong. You know. And that's the only place you can come to. it. The barbershop is the last. It's like a country club where... We can all sit down and discuss the issues at hand. That's right. what's going on around in our communities and stuff like that. Yeah. So what do you think, like if you had to boil it down to, I don't know, one or two things, what do you think the core role of the barber is in the barbershops? And, and I'll help. I'll exclude making us look good because we know like that. that's what you do. You make us look good and therefore feel good. But aside from that, what, what's the role of a barber in the community now? I think it's to, to spread positivity. Okay. There's so many angry people out here nowadays and so many people that's, you know, that's borderline poverty and they just struggling trying to make it. And, you know, they don't, they don't have nobody to encourage them to do nothing positive, you know, and you can almost tell, you know, some guys coming there, they might wash dishes all day long and work mm-hmm. for minimum wage and got kids and can barely can afford to pay for a haircut or something. Right. You know, you got to, them people like that, you catch them at that moment at their worst time. Right. You know, he might be like, man, I had a long, hard week, man, I'm struggling. Right. I might be like, man, today this one is on me. That's dope. You know, don't even worry about this one today, Okay. You know, everything going to be all right, man. Just keep on trying to do something positive. Keep struggling, trying to keep on pushing to get your family better. And that's when, you know, the barbershop is really at its best. Right, right. Yeah. So tell me this. I've, I've got another question. So when you think about the narrative in this country right now on, I'm going to be very specific, black men and black boys, black youth, black male youth, <clears throat> it's for the most part, negative, right? You, you see it, especially on the news, we're painted as criminals, uneducated, undereducated, unemployed. Our, our children is pa- are painted as slow, violent, disobedient, untrainable. But in the barbershop, I think that's one of the places where you as a barber get a chance to see both black man and black male youth. And on top of that, you see the dynamic of father and son. Right. So what's your perspective? Because I, I think I, I'm hoping that your perspective is much different from the media's and that I want people to hear it. I was, couldn't wait your, to tell you that. <laughs> you know, I was what's like, your perspective the, the on media, the black man 
and the black youth, and then the dynamic of father and son. To be honest with you, right now, um, I, I have, out of 100 of my clients, 75, 80% of them is taking really good care of their children. Right. They end their lives. They're uh, being a father figure for them. Right. Um, even the ones that, you know, don't have a lot, they still in their they kids' lives, and they, they the TV and media not really showing Right. The the black man that's out here that's taking care of their families. Right. They're not showing that. They're only showing the bad ones. They're not showing. All they show is on the news. All you see is about murder. Yeah. They're not showing nothing positive that's going on in our neighborhoods. I'm a barber. I see it every day. You got some negativity out there, but it's at an all-time low. Right now, we coming. Right. I see a lot of brothers out there. They end their kids' lives. They working hard every day, and I'm seeing it. You know, I, I don't know what they showing on TV, but, you know, on, on really a reality and real life, I'm seeing brothers out there taking care of their kids, and they raising them the best they can. And, and you see them, you seeing them with their mask off when I'm they seeing are them with who the they mask truly off. are. Yeah. Being completely you know, honest and transparent with yeah. life, they That's bringing cool. their kids in there. They, you know, they they talking to them right. They making sure they they doing right. They talk to them, raising them right. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing it, and it's a great it's great to be able to see it. You know, um, it's funny, man. That narrative, right? If you if you thought about the narrative, and you think about the numbers as though just just throughout, based on his experience and his shop and his yeah. understanding of the community and where it's coming from, seventy five percent. You would you seventy five percent positive. Yeah. You would think from what the media shows you and what we see, I mean, across the news, across what we hear, and then across even some of our conversations too, that it was opposite. Like right. it's twenty five percent that's doing good and not seventy five percent. Yeah. So that's a really, really, really good question and a really good number to kind of think about. Um yeah. that we are doing what we need to do as black men. Can we get better? Absolutely. Yeah. But Absolutely. Yeah. The narrative is what is is the the wrong influence? Right. It's, it's right. not it's not reflective of the reality. Yeah, right. yeah, you know, it's a yeah. sensationalized view of the minority. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you think about the people that that are that are around you, and you think about the men that are around you, I would guarantee you can probably substantiate that number. You can say, hey, you know what? It is probably about 75, 80 percent. Yeah. Folks, I know, yeah. yeah. When I think about it now since you say it, yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. about right. Yeah. Which is far more positive than what you may have thought about before you heard so mention that. Yeah. You know, the, the the drug dealing days over with, you know, thug life, that's over. Right. You know, Tupac, Biggie, them days over with. Selling crack and dealing drugs on the corners and being in the gangs, the right. day's over with. What are we doing now, right? We're, we're not out in the streets the way we were <laughs> selling drugs and all the things you just talked about. What what are our young brothers and sisters doing now? Social what's, what's media time, is really like, they just, we visual people. Right. So social media is really big right now. You know, even you can go back to in the history, we never really learned good through words and letters and stuff. We were into pictures. Right. And we we was visual people. So we would, anything visual, that's how we learn, you know. So the media, you know, is showing the kids, you know, to be, you know, drug dealers and, you know, do drugs and do the sex and all of that. So we can't stop that. So the media is using that to, they're actually using, weaponizing it. Mm-hmm. And using it against us, but we're learning, 
you know, we're getting smarter and smarter, and that's what people are so afraid of. And they should expect it because we got the biggest brains out of everybody on this planet. I don't know why they think we wouldn't be smarter than everybody else. But I can tell you but this, we coming. They definitely should we be coming. Afraid. And I'll tell the black woman out there that we apologize. <laughs> you know, we got to just go ahead and say, I'm speaking as a whole. I'm not speaking individually. But as a whole, we're going to go ahead and apologize to y'all. We know we've been fucking up for some years and... We apologize, but don't give up on us because we coming. Please don't give up on us, black Yeah, man. that's a great, man. That's don't a give great, up on us. We that's coming. That's a great touch to These all brothers, our brothers that's is coming. That's a great touch, yeah. Yeah. But you know, black women are the key for us. Without them. We're nothing. Right, we fail. And then without they us, did, they fail. Man, they done held it down for so long. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that, it's time for them to they rest. And it's time for them to rest. As we stumble. I just it's time for them to right, take right a breast now, break and a, rest. We have a black woman in the studio. Yeah. And as soon as she said that, she started smiling. Being, <laughs> she was like, these niggas finally got it. <laughs> 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 got it right. <laughs> One time, it's turning around at 18. <laughs> Like right. some smothered pork chops or smothered turkey wings <laughs> on this joint coming Right. <laughs> I need to look. That's what I'm going to do when I get home. Some, babe, I just want to say I'm sorry. I want you to listen to this to the podcast. You can walk in playing Ruben Studded. I'm yeah. sorry for. <laughs> See, that'll, that'll fuck it up, though. Because then she'd be like, what you sorry for? What you, what you done did? <laughs> what you done did? Right. What you done did? What's my name? Right. right. <laughs> she hit you with a Beyonce. Be singing, cursing your ass out. Threatening her, <laughs> scaring the kids. We got we got good black women though. That 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 I'm sorry, it's so real. I love that. So check it out. You you mentioned you, you hit on something that I, I think is important. Um, when people come in and they can actually let they let they, you know, unloosen that tie, you know, get a little relaxed, get a little yeah. free. Yeah. When people generally do that, they start to open up. And, you know, a lot of people think that say, hey, man, my barber is is my kind of counselor or my mental health professional. I get to say anything I need to say and get perspective from him or, or her or the whole group that's in there. Right. How do you like like that role of of the listener? Like you 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 provide a service for people. Yeah. But the service ain't just a cut. The service it encompasses so much more, right? Yeah. You 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 play this role or you play these mini roles. How do you feel about that that counselor kind of role with people telling you problems and you get to internalize that? I, I could only estimate that that's draining. Well, after 31 years, you know, you become a professional. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might get you a certificate to say, you know, a professional counselor. Right. You know, it's, it's just, you know, you after thirty one years of being a barber, you pretty much didn't hurt everything. So you know when somebody come in, you able to relate to them near anything that they can talk about. You know, and that's just like anybody that's a therapist. After thirty one years of somebody coming to talk to them, they didn't hurt it all. Same thing with a barber. You know, we didn't hurt it all. We didn't seen it all. You know, I came up through the crack era. People smoking crack. You know, uh, people, you know, selling crack, you know, then it then moved to people who's doing, you know, pills and stuff, mm -hmm. you know. I had to cut them people hair, too. Right. You know, so I had to deal with all kind of people, you know, and, and I just, you know, um, try to show love to all of them, you know. 
I take the flaws. I got a lot of flaws and all, so I just take the flaws within the good and the bad, whatever it is, I work with it. You know, somebody that's on some drugs, I tell them, hey, man, you need to leave the chemicals alone, man. You know, if somebody that's selling drugs, I'd be like, man, you need to, you know, get out of that, man. Try to get you a job or something and learn a trade, you know. So I just try to pass positivity to each client, you know. So I just take them as they come. If they come in, if they on something negative, I try to get them on something positive. Yeah, so along those lines, right, passing positivity and making someone better, is there is there a story or an experience you can remember from your 31-year career in which you're the most proud of from that standpoint? Like this person came and sat in my chair and I helped them, whether it was an immediate effect or over time. Is there I'm a moment? I'm going to be honest with you. It had to be the, my mentor. He was uh, Mr. Kizzy out of Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He it was my mentor. He's really helped me get my barber license. And mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't from him right now today, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. What did he do? But, uh, I'll be honest with you. I used to sell drugs. Mm-hmm. And I was on the corner one day, and he came and picked me up off the block and took me to take my barber's test. I had forgot all about it. I didn't even know that I had to go that day. I had drugs in my pocket. I had drugs in my pocket, and he picked me up and took me to take my test. And I passed my test that day. And after I took my test, he took me out to eat a steak, dropped me back off in the projects. And um, two weeks later, I got my barber license in in the mail. That's the power of mentorship, man. And... He that was something that he took upon himself to do. I never even remembered that I had to go take the test. He remembered, and if if he wouldn't have did it, I might not even had done it because I was so far in the streets that you know I wasn't even thinking about nothing like that. And so, mm-hmm. and he actually made me get in the car. I was like, Nah, man, I gotta you know get this off right quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, Nah, get in the car. And you know he drove me up there to take my test, and I passed it. You know, and um, that's dope. Yeah, that's If that's it wasn't cool. been from him, you know, and I worked in the shop, me and his son were best friends, and he's like a brother to me now today. But, um, you know, if it wouldn't have been from him, I probably wouldn't have made it to where I'm at now. Gotcha. How are you paying that forward? By um, teaching the the, uh, the kids right. the same thing, you know, trying to pass it down and give it back to somebody else, you know. Um, I look for youngsters every day on a daily basis to try to bring into the shop that I can mentor and I can put under my apprenticeship and teach them what I know and do the same thing that he did for me. I right. try to pass it down, you know, like I really believe in each one, teach one. That's really, really big right. on one of my, you know, lists right there. Man, as you talk about like what Mr. Kizzy did for you and how your your philosophy of each one, teach one, I love to think about like syndicates and networks. So in the community in which your barbershop exists, do you know the other shop owners in proximity, and do you all work together? Is there any thoughts on like how we can steer and better the community collectively? No, well, um, that's something that we haven't learned how to do yet as a people. Yeah, that's, is that's work true. together, and that's in all aspects. You know, yeah. I can I didn't figure out how to have a barbershop. Right. He didn't figure out how to have a barbershop, but we haven't figured out how to come together. Right. And you know, but we're getting there. You know, it's a great it's point. Gonna, we're working we on it. Good. We we get smarter and smarter. We're learning. You know, we just got to figure out how we can work together now. We didn't figure out how to 
pay taxes, how to open a business, how to right. buy a house, how to buy cars, how Individual to keep good success. credit. Individual success. We all have figured that out. We just haven't learned how to work together yet. Right. But we're working on it now. It's coming. Good. You know, we're coming. Mm -hmm. So a question in a completely different direction. Man, there's white people in the barbershop now. Yeah. Right? We got white men. Every time I go to the barbershop, there's a, a white guy in there. Most yeah. of the time, they're super cool. Yeah. What's what's causing that, and how is it impacting the environment of the barbershop? You know, a lot of people don't want racism. You know, uh, the government is so, with the Trump administration in right now, they're so obnoxiously racist that, you know, yeah, a lot of people story. that's not into white and blacks are supporting, you know, black people because we don't care what color you are. We don't care what color nobody is. You know, we deal right. with everybody. You know, we spend money with anybody. As long as we, when you come to the doors, you can take a joke and give a joke, you're good. We're good. You know what I'm saying? So that's the way we are naturally, you know, and it's in our genes to be that way. But for some reason, you know, white people just, you know, some white people, not all, but, you know, the ones that's racist, they really make it bad for the ones that's not. But a lot of them are good people. You don't, you know, we got good, bad, bad black people. We got good, you got right. bad White people, too. People are people, so, you right. Know, you got mm -hmm. bad people on in every race, you know, but it's really time out for racism. You know what I'm saying? It you don't matter what again. color you are no more. This don't matter no more. The government is against everybody. They don't give a damn what color you are. You got to pay the same taxes I pay. If I make 100000 and you white and you make 100000 we both got to pay the same fucking taxes. And at the end of the day, we both got to go to work and take care of our children. What the hell are we fighting for? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? You would think the fight would be more uh, socioeconomical versus race. Yeah, it's yeah, about we, getting money now. Don't worry about yep. that. You can't stop the government from doing what they're going to do. So as the people, you know, we, we got to get away from looking at things as being a racist thing. We got to start yeah. being more diverse thinking and, you know, uh, I don't care what color nobody is, man. You can be a, 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 a alien, you know. You can be, <laughs> I don't give a damn. Well, if you cool, cool I'm cool. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? You're a bad guy or a good guy, yeah, right? right? Yeah, so that's let's, it. Let's flip it up just a little bit, man. <laughs> We're talking about the barbershop today. Uh Zoe's been a barber for for thirty something years. He's with us, so let's let's ask some you know some questions that people may have. Uh, first thing is, we go to the barber shop and we we talk, we talk shit. You, your mama gets talked about, your children get talked about. So, what's happening in your, in your barber shop right now? What are people talking about? What are the conversations that people are having right now? I'm be honest with you, Trump is like the biggest conversation in the yeah, shop Trump right got now. Fox, CNN, and, and the barbershop. That dude is, is anything that's going to be hot topic, it's going to be Trump involved. You know, CNN don't even talk about nothing else no more. They used to talk about True. other countries yeah. and other disasters and other catastrophes. They now, don't even Trump talk about nothing but Trump. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's so, sole catastrophe man, on earth you know, right so, now. So, you know, that, that's the hottest conversation in the shop right now, you know, and um, of course, you know, football, so it's football season, so. Right. Do you ever have a Kanye in the shop, a brother who, whose views on Trump or politics are just so outlandish, everybody has to just look at him crazy? Yeah. 
but you handle it. And, and it's almost like a comedy scene because, you know, they'll come in there and be like, yeah, I voted for Trump. And, and we'd be looking at them and like, man, serious? you're the only dude in here that voted for Trump, mm -hmm. man. You know, and he'd be supporting them to the fullest. He want to debate with you and everything. And we just be looking at him like, dude, you're not going to win this debate in here today. <laughs> not, not in the barbershop. No. You're not. 400 against one. You're still trying to have this debate. Right. Man, what, so. what do you think about HBO's The Shop? The one that LeBron got? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the previews on it. And from the previews, I think it's pretty cool. Have you watched it, bro? I haven't. I saw the previews, but I did not actually watch the... the... Yeah. I, I'm you, a, I want to look at it. Yeah, though. I'm a LeBron fan, right? What? But I gotta be real. Like, and let, let me let me basketball be, fan or person, human. Person, okay, person, okay. Person, I'm, a, okay. I'm a LeBron person. human person. Right. He does dumb yeah. shit. Yeah, most oh. of the time, the shop ain't one of them. Oh really? Oh, really? Yo, the shop up. sucks to me, man. It's too commercial. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it ain't it's, really it's like that. It's like it it down. The one yeah. piece that, and again, this is just my perspective, but the one piece <laughs> that I think they intended to deliver to the community is flawed because it's such a watered down piece. Right. It's not that they have like the conversations are applicable. Some of the same things we talk about. But it ain't raw. No, it ain't real. It's, it's like the it's like that crown. Every, they're on camera, so everybody's thinking with that coke in it. Yeah, and a whole bunch of ice. Whole, uh, it's, whole watered bunch of uh -huh. it's watered this down. Uh huh. It's watered down. What's the ice John Stewart, mm. He's on there. You know, he's funny, but like they're trying to inject comedy, and I'm just like, uh yeah, ain't nothing like the uh, real thing. Yeah, nah. I'm, and, I'm and, not really and, and 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 that's why I, I really want to do something like real, right? Like a re real real barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Reality type shop mm -hmm. show. Because nobody has done it. Man, I'm the type of brother. Even I with Ice Cube. Why even with it? Ice Cube, you know, his is borderline watered down also. I like it, mm -hmm. but it ain't raw enough. I agree. I yeah. need something that's raw, man. It's a too real barbershop. Yeah. You know. It would have to be on like Vice. Yeah. Absolutely. In order for it to be. Yeah. yeah it'd have to be almost Vice like a real does documentary. Do a real good job. A real yeah. documentary. Bringing you like yeah. the realness mm -hmm. behind it. I think anything. that would be that would yeah. be great. You know what I'm saying? Because then you can see what really goes on in the shop. Because it's 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 everything happens at the barbershop. You never know what yeah. might happen. And every day a new day and a different day. Yeah, it's Ain't all no kind day of stuff. The same. Yeah, good stuff and bad stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> all kind of stuff happen at the shop. Hmm. And it would be great to be able to, like I say, our people visual. You know, and, and we we learn a lot by visual. You know, we learn faster by visual. So right. I think if we was to, to kind of show the realness of a shop and see the more positive side of the shop on how black men are bringing their kids in there and and they got three, four little boys and they, you know, being a father figure to them and stuff like that, I think they need to be seen more. I agree. Yeah. Man, yeah. What's, um, what's something about the barbershop that you want to change right now? I don't think I really want to change nothing. Okay. Cause right now is 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 really the barbershop is great. I love it. You know, I got a passion for what I do. And right now, you know, barbers making more money than they ever made <laughs> since I've been cutting hair. So <laughs> I don't think need nothing need to really change. I would like to see the younger barbers be more professional. Right. If anything, you know, like I say, the guys back in the days when I was coming up. Them guys was, you know, immaculately right. fresh, man. They shoes were shiny. They 
pants was starched up and fresh right. out the cleaners. They shirts and smocks was fresh, white, fresh out the cleaners. And they kept groomed and everything. And they were, nails was manicured and everything. They used to keep manicured nails. Their nails was clean and everything, you know. And you could tell the professionalism right. from back in them days than you can almost, now. It's almost funny you say that because I think that now with the, the trend that's happening in much of corporate America right now, and that being going to a more relaxed look, right? Yeah. I think I think that opportunity for us in the barbershop to show the youth and, and some folks that, that are not youth, that are not young anymore, mm-hmm. like what that self-respect looks like. Because yeah. before you may have gone downtown Atlanta and seen men in business suits and women in business suits. And now it's changing. You see a lot of jeans and t-shirts and sneakers. Mm -hmm. And as a working adult, I'm grateful for that because I got tired of wearing slacks every day. Right. But I think it creates such an opportunity or such a void for the youth to see what it looks like Mm -hmm. when you take pride in yourself. To understand that cleaning yourself up, looking good, Mm -hmm. is about pride. It's about self-image. It's about about projecting your self-worth. And and I think that there's something that's really, really missing in our community. I don't... I think it might have been Sharon. I, I, I don't know if you were even here for this, but I think it was Sharon. She was talking about the black community along the way post-slavery, uh, either from having it physically beat out of us, mentally stripped away from us, or self-inflicted. We've lost our ability to value ourselves. We've lost that indication of self-worth. Right. And like I, I think the barbershop is uniquely positioned to begin to help to bring some of that back, or at least right. to be one of the multiple channels that should inject that into our societies. Right. And I agree with you. You know, like you say, you know, a lot of people wear T-shirts and jeans nowadays, but I don't think that's an excuse for the barbers. You know, if you really want to be a professional at mm-hmm. something, and barbering is one of the top ten professions in right. America. And it ain't going nowhere. I think the world and um, you know, you you got if you want to charge thirty five dollars for a haircut, right? I think you need to look more professional, right? You know? I agree. I yeah. think you should be more professional. I think you should have because that makes me feel better when I'm exactly. getting my hair cut by you. Yeah, and, and and you don't have to have on a on a suit or a tie, but make sure you got a barber smock on, right? Or you know, make sure that your breath smelling good. Right. Make sure your nails are clean. Right. Make Get your sure hands exactly. Right. Yeah, make you sure got a hands. fresh cut. Exactly. You, you know, clean. make sure you groom to keep your yourself clean and yeah. you smell good, you know, you're not musty trying to cut people. You know, that yeah, type yeah, of absolutely. stuff mean a lot, you know, and, yeah. and when you're cutting hair. that That's the ethics of being a barber, you know, and I yeah. think that we could pass that down to the to the to the youth too. I think they could see that, hey man, being a barber is not just a hustle, it's a profession. I think I think that maybe people either don't understand or don't even think about the fact that if you really think about when you're getting your hair cut, and this is going to sound crazy to even say, but it's so true. It is an intimate experience because exactly. you, you've got this other person who's standing probably in closer proximity to you right. than anyone else all day. Right. This person is yeah. touching you for 30 minutes. For exactly. a longer period of time than anybody right. else. Right. Yeah. So in your normal day. Who else, who else physically touch you? Right. Unless it's my doctor or a my doctor. wife. Mm-hmm. That's it. Or a doctor, right? Or your wife, right? You your barber. We can keep it moving, but that's it's yeah. a, it's that's why I, I mean by being a top ten profession, right? You know that is something that's that's 
when you when you um it's almost like a relationship. Absolutely. When you get a good barber, a you yeah. know, you find somebody that you're comfortable with, you know, you don't want nobody else to cut your hair. That's right. You know. I can count yeah. on now since I've moved, it's both hands. But there's still less than ten people who have cut my hair with frequency and regularity. Right. Mine is on one hand. That's yeah, dope. Exactly. Now when I'm when I moved to Atlanta, I went to like three different spots until I found where that, I was. Right. That's and right. like that's a depressing <laughs> that's a, that's period a for a black man. That is an absolute disaster. You are absolutely Bruh. yes. Oh, pain. Man. Pain. I remember Ooh. I called the wife one night. I was like, baby, look what this motherfucker <laughs> did to my goddamn I was so hot. Man. Oh, I, I'm going to tell you my worst experience. I, I had that same man. experience, man. I'm sweating out thinking so about it. So in Atlanta, in Atlanta, they do they do a lot of coloring in your hair. Bruh. Man, this dude did some shit to my head. Bruh. He, this motherfucker drew me like a line. He Bruh. said, man, it's called that Beijing. And I was like, that I was like, what? Nigga, you I was like, man, what is this? I was like, why you didn't? I was like, I don't like this, man. This is horrible. I got to go to work a, like that's this. That's not a barber. That's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I had one man, cat. He pulled out the He's um, a painter. I said, oh, <laughs> joints called Zoe in the jar. It's a oh, little hair fiber. Fiber, the hair now, fibers, yeah. Oh, I'm okay. I'm thinning a little bit up top, right? Right. right. My, my, my wallet gets thicker. My hair gets thinner. I'm okay with that, right? Mm -hmm. But this cat, without asking me, pulled out this little joint, and I was getting my hair cut. All I heard was... What's <laughs> <laughs> so going on up there? <laughs> The dude did like he had a little brush, and, and I was like, and I'm sitting in the chair, uncomfortable as hell. I'm like, man, what are you doing? Yeah. He was like, hey man, don't worry about it. It's gonna look real nice. I was like, no, nah, it looked like you took a oh. sharpie to my fucking head. Yeah. And then, man, I went to Kroger. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say I went to crying. No, man, I went to Kroger, and, and the lady said your haircut is nice. What's, what's that? <laughs> how, how did he do your line? I was like, oh. <laughs> But the first thing I started thinking is, oh. it's nice today, but if you catch me after a rainstorm or three days later, you're going to wonder why my hair looked like this. Man, listen. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to have to change pillowcases every morning. Look. <laughs> when you get up, it's going to be never went back. Be black stuff no, all I over your pillow. When old boy hit me with the fibers without talking to me, Man, I was like, listen, you, brother, you, this who yeah. told you I was like, not okay with I'm it? I'm comfortable with who I am. I, I don't need right. you to do nothing like that. Well, my but, thing is, if you can't make the, the haircut look good without clippers, then you're just a painter. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you so just you spray a, paint you in and Van Gogh put some dye, all that stuff. If you can't do it without the clippers, because, you know, after, after a couple of days, that's going to be gone. Then what's your haircut going to look like then? I told him, I said, man, when I brush this shit, this hair is falling on my shit. Right. You know. When you got to pull out the business card to put up somebody's head and spray paint their line, you're doing now, too much. Somebody that's, that's, that's into, like, um, you know, photography or taking a model or you on TV... That's different, you know. Uh, but some of, a lot of barbers don't know how to do it where it look naturally. You know, like, of course, you have to be in the game for a long time to know how to do it naturally. Mm -hmm. um, now, my services is a lot different. You yeah. wouldn't be able to tell. Wait, man. If I, if I use Beijing on you, you wouldn't be able to tell I that niggas you got country? it. You know, so. Or a city? Yeah, but you got to be, you know, pretty good at that. That's that's not a that's something that you can't just do 
and think that you're going to be really good at yeah, it. Yeah, and you can even Using have them it. Beijing and them colors and stuff like that, you got to be really good at that type of stuff. And you got to know, you got to ask, too. You got to, yeah, you, you can't know, just you gotta be, spray somebody's head or put some dye on somebody's head and ain't even crazy. ask them. Yeah. Well, let's let's switch gears real quick. I know we're we running yeah. short on time because, right, man, right. we, 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 we can talk about that all day long. Yeah. That's what I do. So, man. So, when we talk about the black community, we talk about the future of barbershops. What do you what do you think the future of barbershops in the black community is? Well, you see, you see that um, the barbershop is really being targeted right now. You, you know, as far as like the media, you know, with uh, the movies that's coming out about barbershops. Okay, uh, gotcha. the the series. Like the HBO, the shop, yeah, the yeah. shop coming out. Um, you know, you got a lot of a lot of people realizing how powerful that the barbershop is. You know, um, we could change the world. The barbershops, if we all was to come together and work together, mm -hmm. we could change the world. Yeah. Because when you come and get a, a a cut from your barber, like I said, that's a personal thing. You know, you you like they doctor. You know, say if you recommend them to vote a certain way. They could sway votes for, you know, uh, somebody that's trying to be uh, a governor or a mayor or whatever. You know, if you can get all the barbershops to work in your favor, that could sway a lot of votes your way. Mm -hmm. You know, so the shops are very powerful as far as political. And um, as far as um, educating our, our kids and being a visual, positive images for our kids to see, uh, the barbershop is is a, a really strong infrastructure for the black community. You know, um, it's needed, and we need to protect them and make sure that we keep them around because you know uh, they they coming out with all kind of new stuff now, as far as like uh, salon suites and stuff like that. So there's not that barbershop experience. You got individual barbers getting a salon suite, but you don't have that barbershop experience when you do that. And we need to make sure we keep that barbershop experience because that's the only place that we can really come together and work on the issues at hand in our communities, you know. Well, cool, bro. It's been another great episode of Wild Black. Yeah, so we appreciate you, you for, coming out, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. For coming and spending some time with us today. Anytime. Y'all want me to come around, y'all let me know. Matter of fact, I want y'all to come to the shop and do it. That would be dope. The one yeah. at the shop. That would be dope, yeah. Okay. Especially like on a Friday night when it's like grown folks in there, you know, no kids. It'd be straight, you know, raw. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can show HBO what the shop is supposed to be. Supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's right. That's cool. right. Yeah. That's what's up. That's well, so, bro, up. you got anything you want to share with the people before we get out of here? I just want to say, you know, uh, each one teach one. You know, if you do anything that, that um, you could pass down to these children, uh, if you paint cars, if you uh, uh, install radios, if you know how to tint windows, you know how to cut hair, if you do anything that you know how to do, grab somebody young and teach them how to do it. You know, grab some, grab them and show them what you know. Each one, teach one. Love that. And um, that's, that's it. I salute everybody that's into that. That's what's up. Man, all I want to say is let's just keep going to the barbershop, folks. Keep supporting them. Use them to teach us. Keep growing. All right, what you got, man? We got a lot of nuggets in this episode. I'm not even going to recap them. I'm just going to say focus on 
what's important. Focus on our people. Focus on where we can get the knowledge, the insight, the education, the learning about our people in a in a centralized way. If if you got little black boys or you 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 a black man and you need to figure out, you know, some things about your community, check your barbershop out. Take your take your kids to the barbershop. Find you a, a great barber. And if you got a great barber, make sure you continue to support them. Tip them. That's um, right. Show them love. Uh, invite them to the barbecue. You know, all that. I mean, you you we got to treat each other like we appreciate and we value the services that our people provide to us, especially when they're doing a fantastic job. So, man, uh, Zoe, thank you for being my master barber, bro. You're and, welcome. Uh, we definitely so welcome. appreciate you coming on and showing us some love. Yes, sir. No doubt. All right, we out.